Are you ready to take your marketing and advertising game to the next level? Join us at Advertising Week Europe at Picture House Central in London this 16th to 18th of May. Gain unparalleled insights and inspiration from the industry's top minds and network with the biggest brands and agencies in a city known for creativity and innovation. With top industry leaders from brands like Primark, Arla Foods, Uber, and Heineken. Inspiring speakers including talent supremo Simon Cowell and fashion designer Harris Reed, as well as cutting-edge insights, this is your chance to stay ahead of the curve. From AI to brand insights to the latest in tech and everything in between, Advertising Week Europe has got you covered. Join us at Advertising Week Europe and discover why it's a must-attend event for anyone in the marketing and advertising industry at any level. Register now at advertisingweek.com slash Europe and use promo code AW25 for 25% off of your passes. On this episode, I speak with Robert Blatchford, co-president and founder at Compadre. Robert discusses the origins of Compadre, the concept of AOR 2.0, and how partnerships, not projects, just may be the future of how agencies engage with brands. I hope you enjoy this episode. Robert, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hi, Richard. Happy to be here. So you're co-president and founder of Compadre. Tell me a little bit about Compadre and what you do there. Cool. Yeah. Um, Compadre is a, obviously a, a marketing agency. Um, we specialize uh, in really strategy and creative execution of that strategy. We've we've been around for, for roughly five years, which over the past five years feels like it's 20. Um, and um, really a lot of the brands we work with um, in our current landscape is entertainment, tech, product. Um, yeah. Excellent. And this is just for my own personal interest because I love the name Compadre, but I have to know and I have to ask this. You're a young company, five years old. Were you surprised when you came up with the name that it was nobody else had used it? it it's such a great name and so eloquently describes in a single word what you do well the the, the origin story of of the the company i have a, a partner chuck carey um i'm very fortunate to have chuck as a partner chuck and i have known each other for 20 years and worked together at a previous agency that chuck was one of the founders for a company called troika and we had talked about doing an agency for for many years so when we launched this agency, it was really sort of of the idea of, you know, two brothers working together to really find and build something. So that was that was sort of the, the reason uh, we came together. We went through hundreds of names and in our first pass of names, Compadre was on there. We uh, went past it because someone had owned it, but they were not using it. After, you know, several hundred names, we came back to it and said, you know, this really is the right name. And so we went through a process to acquire it and we got it. So we were very happy that we could go with really one of the, the first names we had um, and, and own it. The word itself would seem to lend itself very well to the agency model, particularly where you both are taking your agency. Tell me a little bit about Compadre's sort of business mantra, if you will. 
Cool. Well, let me, I got to give you uh, just a step back a little bit in terms of why we founded the agency. So, you know, Chuck and I really, when we were looking at what was out there and what was missing, we saw a lot of traditional, um, you know, agencies more on the larger scale to great strategy. You know, they outsource a lot of the creative um, where we, and then we also saw a lot of production shops, design shops, post houses, what we wanted to do is think of something that really sort of bridged that left and right brain mentality, that thinking, strategy, writing, and then creative execution. We saw it as an opportunity really to make creative more cohesive. And in the world of sort of nuanced storytelling, it's less about versioning and more about how do I speak in a very authentic way. And so we we saw that as an opportunity to really lean in heavy on that. And that's, that's sort of uh, the reason we created it. Five years old. Two and a half, give or take years of that, we were in the midst of a pandemic. Some say we still are. I, I'm indifferent at this point. I think a lot of us are. How did that affect the, the growth path of Compadre, if at all? You, you know, it, it did, but in a very odd way. When, we, when the pandemic hit, um, we had just rented a, our first building. We were originally in a WeWork before that. We rented it and moved in in February, and then uh, March of 2020, COVID hit. And so we had a nice empty space for a very long duration. But we um, we thought I uh, we thought you know Chuck and I discussed we thought we're going to be in trouble. A lot of the agencies that have been around for 15, 20, 30, 40 years, they had runway, they had established relationships, and we were we were the new guy on the street. And so we didn't know if we would survive. Quite honestly. There was a couple months where it was touch and go, but I will tell you, uh, month in, month out, after that first two months, we grew um, at, a, at a rate that I, we could never fathom. And I think it had a lot to do with where a lot of agencies were larger in structure and they had to scale back or reduce salaries. We were smaller and lean, and so we were scaling. We were going the opposite direction. So in a sense, the way where we were at in terms of our structure and size, it really benefited us in the long run. Well, you work with a lot of very, very big brands, household names, um, among them Meta, Disney+, AT&T, Amazon, Paramount. I mean, pretty much everybody in the streaming world is, is on your roster in one way, shape, or form. Are those more recent clients that happened to start with you during the pandemic, or did some of them exist before? I'm just kind of curious as to... You know, we're watching the evolution of things like television, you know, go from broadcast to streaming to a mixture of both from subscription to now very much ad powered is, is an attractive thing, especially as, you know, people sort of tighten the purse strings with, you know, pending recession, possible pending recession, I should say. What does that look like in terms of, of your growth and taking on those types of clients? Has, has that evolution been what you expected or, or has it just kind of happened just because? You know, it, originally when we it started, you know, um, probably over the last 10, 15 years, my job exclusively was building, building agencies, building really the business strategy, you know, selling those companies. And I, I would say I had a very successful career at that. When we launched the agency, it's, it's a much different deal when you, you know, excuse the expression, you put your ass on the line. And um, you, you just have a different drive behind it, for sure. And I will say that um, we were very uh, fortunate that Chuck and I had built, 
you know, uh, um, many years of relationships. So when we started, a lot of those relationships allowed us to start in a very healthy way. A lot of the people understood that we were very passionate. We were very focused. We really cared about the creative we touched. And so that allowed us to open some doors early on. But what we sold in terms of, you know, how we approached, you know, campaigns, branding, marketing as a whole, really, which allowed us to scale and grow. I think, I think in our, you know, second year, we grew 300%, you know, and last year we grew around 200%. So we were scaling at a pretty fast pace, but it had a lot to do with really how were we trying to take care of people and service people and really back up what, you know, we believed was an opportunity to really, you know, take care of the brands that allowed us to be a part of their uh, business. Excellent. Tell me about the concept of AOR 2.0. Yeah. So th this, um, this is probably something that originated, at least for me, I, I would guess, you know, almost 20 years ago, I was working um, with the company, uh, Troika, Chuck, the company that Chuck had founded. And we really cared about how we service brands. It was, it was to a point where people would come to us and they would say, I know you're more expensive, but I know I'll be handled. And what that meant to me is that people knew that they were going to be taken care of, whether it was creatively, strategically, financially, they knew that if they came to us, they were safe, right? And to me, that meant more than just producing great work. There's a lot of agencies that could produce great work. But if you can really figure out how to service a brand, you know, you know, develop a shorthand, complete their sentences, over deliver, care about file prep when you deliver, you know, whatever creative you're delivering to them, it allows them to continue the relationship and continue working with you. You also need to learn how to have conversations around more of the business and less about the project. Although you may have a team of people focused on the project, you still need to be thinking about the business as a whole. And, and again, it's, it's all about adding value. You know, I, I, I've never been a, um, a sales guy that was the, you know, hey, you know, let me take you out and have drinks. <laughs> Although I do love doing that. I, I really breathe and live you know, the passion and really understanding the science of what we do. And so I, I truly care when we are involved with something in terms of how we do that and how do we do it in a better way than our competitors. And it's not to say that every time we're going to beat them, but we can still service the relationship in a way that feels um, like we deserve a seat at the table. Amazing. And in looking at some of your creative alone, you know, and some of the, the stuff you've done just you know, in recent years, all of this stuff to me is, in a word, fun. What is that like to work on all of these entertainment brands in particular? I mean, it's, it's got to be very exciting, but I would also think pretty stressful. I mean, these are companies that, you know, they're putting out stuff that people, it's their entertainment. And yet you yeah. have to then turn around and market that entertainment in probably an even more entertaining fashion than they started with. Yeah, so that, I, I love that that, was your takeaway because it, we get we get that a lot we have an internship program on a quarterly basis and a lot of the the hiring that we do a lot of the feedback we get from people looking to work for or be a part of has to get it they get a sense of culture through our brand right and it's amazing if people can feel that before they actually speak with anyone internally so it's it's nice that that resonates with you and you feel that. You know, we we last year, year and a half ago, we took a hit. We were so busy, we were working so hard, there was burnout. And so Chuck and I 
made a conscious effort to really figure out how do we turn that around? How do we make this a place where, you know, people can have fun and it there's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not a science. You just have to keep making sure that it's a focus. You know, I've been at uh, previous agencies where it had an amazing company culture, which then reflected the work that they, you know, produced, but then, you know, lost that. And so we really do, you have to consciously think about how do you, you know, make a place where people are excited and passionate to work. And that translates into the work that we produce. And in a world with so many different touch points from, you know, the big screen to streaming television to mobile to everything in between, what is the challenge that, that all of these different platforms and all these different formats present to you on, a, on both a creative level and a strategy level? I, I think it's, it's hard to be a specialist in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to pick a lane. And, you know, it, you know, whether it's a, you know, key art, AV, digital or social experiential, you do have to pick a lane. And so there are certain aspects of creative where there are agencies that do it stronger than we do, you know. Uh, um, but if you bring if you're coming to us and you want us to understand the why we're communicating or who we're communicating to and how that translates and we're working with, you know, 300 plus deliverables, we could then. Um, you know, really figure out how to translate and speak to a specific platform. If it's really just you're producing one component of the creative, you know, there may be other routes to go to, to do that. So I would say you, you do need to pick a lane. You know, our, our lane was really thinking about, you know, how can we be smarter, more connected, have more depth in the creative we produce, you know, and again, there is versioning to the deliverables we do, but for the most part, we are trying to understand how we're speaking to someone in a particular way. We we have this slide dedicated in our, our sales presentation that says unfamiliar territories are territory. And what that speaks to is, you know, we can do a 30 second spot all day long, but the reality is we love to figure out how to solve something. We love to figure out and work with you you know, uh, in terms of really understanding what we're doing before we do it. And so, you know, there'll be, t there'll be, you know, situations where we're brought in and there's a creative brief. There could be where we're involved earlier on and we're working with to develop the brief. Maybe we're involved earlier, we're doing positioning, you know, so it, it just, it just depends. It's case by case, but that's, that's fun. You know, we enjoy that aspect of the business. Is there any platform or technology that has you particularly excited right now or that you're really looking forward to working with? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, you know, it, I would say the, the most common thing happening in the current landscape is it's, it's less about a specific platform and more about how do we connect in a unique way. If I, if I had to pull out one aspect of it, and in several cases, it may be we're still trying to figure out what deliverables we're producing for this particular message. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's case by case. We had um, uh, Amazon is, is, is one of our relationships and accounts that we work with where we do uh, campaigns on a regular basis. We were fortunate to work with them on Rings of Power. And um, one of the assignments was box design, right? And so box design, if you think it's, you know, uh, it feels, you know, like an easy task, but really the box challenge was, and this was for 250 million plus boxes, 
is what else could we do in this experience, right? Is there some form of AR experience? Is there a physical you know, build of the boxes where you can build that into sort of the middle earth subcultures and, and define it, you know, it's, it was really trying to figure out what we can do with it to really leave a mark. And so, um, you know, everything's, everything's a fair game and depending on where you're brought in and the relationship, that's part of the fun. I know that's it. I know that's an indirect way of me saying no specific platform, but <laughs> usually that that's, that's, you know, part of the challenge, which is we're trying to figure out you know, what's the best way to communicate and potentially where that is. And many times those are defined, but sometimes we get to play in that area. Well, I'll tell you, I could have printed up a hundred bingo cards all around that question and your potential answers to it. And not one of them would have been box design. So I, <laughs> and again, it comes back to, man, this seems like fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that I, I think as a creative, I would love to tackle. So yeah. So, so can I give you one more note on that? Cause the, the, this is the fun behind, you know, sort of oh, behind sure. the scenes science of it. So we had to build out a guide with the internal team of the Amazon team, which were amazing clients. And the guide was really to define middle earth. So we understood really the, the culture of rings of power and, and the pre the previous, uh, you know, portion of the, the films that were created. And so in doing that guide that we created, that allowed us to really understand, we wanted to make sure that we spoke authentically to the fan. We did, what we did want to do is produce something that wouldn't necessarily relate to them. And so in doing so, we essentially built out this guide or Bible that we all used as a tool moving forward for the six months we were engaged working with them. So that was, that was the fun part of the exercise just to get to box design, which is we had to make sure we really understood who they were and how we were speaking to them. That's amazing. I, I love that. Last question, looking ahead, and let's assume that there's there's no more pandemics at the very least. Let's just pretend that's that's behind us, at least for a little while. What do you foresee as both the challenges and the potential successes that could lie ahead for both the industry and for you directly at Compadre? Well, I think, you know, it's it's no surprise that what's happening in 2023 is um, there's more of a reduction happening. I think there's, um, you know, a bit of a slowdown. And I honestly think that has more to do with just a correction of the growth that happened over the last um, year. Um, but I do think that, you know, you have to, you have to really be um, conscious of it, you know, on a day-to-day, -day, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, if only just to get through it, because I do think that attitude will shift and change throughout the the latter part of this year. And so right now, if I had advice for any agency out there, it would be just to be very focused. You know, my head is, 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 is down and focused on exactly what I need to do in order to sort of get through this period. And then I think things will be uh, a bit more normal. So that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're currently focused on right now. Excellent. Well, Robert, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and Compadre, where should they go? Um, please go to our website. It's at highcompadre.com. That's H-I-compadre.com. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. This is great. And yeah, I, I can attest that one of my favorite things on the internet this month is the work shown on your homepage, uh, in particular, the UFC Power Slap. That is an amazing loop I am looking uh, at right now. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. It's it's fun when you get to launch a, launch a new sport. So that was a lot of fun working with the UFC. They're a great client. So yeah, that was a fun shoot. Um, thanks for having me, Richard. It was a blast. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing, sharing with your friends and colleagues, and leaving us a positive review on your podcast platform of choice.